With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Matt Lenehan for Boxing Social, in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. I'd like to be joined by Ben Shalom. Ben, we're here today. I've seen Natasha Jonas. been announced that she'll be fighting for another world title. It'll make her a two-weight world champion if she gets past Candy next week. So, pleased. Obviously, it's a big fight for her. It's a chance for her to extend her legacy in the sport and achieve something she hasn't done yet. You must be happy. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's crazy to think that I think the fight before she joined us, she was she was uh, I think it was a Katie Taylor fight, and that was at lightweight. So to think to jump up, not to super lightweight, not to welterweight, but to go to super welterweight and win the world titles up there, showed that the opportunities weren't there at her natural weight. It was important for her to become world champion. It was important for her to become two time, three time, and the opportunities just kept presenting themselves. And then when we get the opportunity and and. The team have worked really hard on it There's, to, to make sure that she became number one in the welterweight division in the IBF and, and have an opportunity to become a two-weight world champion. And I think we're going to see an even better Tasha Jonas because not only have we seen her get better each time and she seems to just be getting better and better, but she's not been fighting at a natural weight. And now it's about legacy for her. Now it's about having the biggest fights at, at the right weight, whether that's welterweight, whether that's going to be super lightweight in the next 12 months. That's where she sees her future. Yeah, she's been very keen to stress she won't be overlooking this opponent because she knows the implications for what a win does for her. I have said, although we're not looking past her, you know this opens a huge door. You've got Sandy Ryan potentially fighting Jessica McCaskill. She's also said there's a legacy fight there with Katie Taylor, an old rivalry, settled, a score to settle. I think you could do that without any belts, if I'm honest, and it still sell. Um, there's Chantel Cameron she's mentioned. What, what, what would you like to see her do? Because she's already now touched wood next week if she gets past her. She becomes the two-weight world champion. She's achieved a hell of a lot. What would you like to see her do? Yeah, all you have to do is think back to that Katie Taylor fight at lightweight and how close it was. And and Tasha obviously boxing as the away fighter. Maybe it would have been different if it was at super lightweight, like with Chantel. Who knows? But it was a it was a Katie Taylor in a peak. It was a Tasha Jonas, yes, in a peak. But it was a very close fight. Those 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 names, Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron. I know from speaking to Tasha, they're, they're the, the dream fight she wants, they're the legacy fight she wants, down at super lightweight, of course at welterweight, you've got Jessica McCaskill and Sandy Ryan as well, even Lauren Price, so there's a lot of options for her, and I think that's where we felt like it was more competitive, she was going to get the fights that she wants, she's done everything she feels she she wants to do at super welterweight, and, um, and now she gets a huge opportunity, to, as she said, to win a world title, become a two-time a two-weight world champion and, and get the opportunities and the, and the names that she's always wanted. Now, obviously, you've done business with Joe and Natasha. Joe's got a lot of good fighters in this, including a Charlie Edwards, who's made his return last week. He'll be chomping at the bit in a couple of fights to become world champion. Has he asked you to say this? No, absolutely not. He actually hasn't. No, Charlie, Charlie will vouch for me. He hasn't, but he's a free agent, so yeah. you're a promoter working with Joe. I would have wondered if there's any any legs in maybe looking into what you could do with Charlie. There's some other good fighters in the gym. What do you make of Charlie? Any any chance? Yeah, no, fantastic guy, fantastic fighter. Always admired him. I think we're hoping to be able to do something with him. Um, 
he's obviously, I think, fought last week, just getting back into it. Has been very inactive, every fight and his activity. But you ever speak to Charlie, and, and we did speak a long time ago, and he just it just wasn't feasible at that time. He's a lovely lad, and he's a world class. He's a world class fighter as well, and I, I, I would like to see him back competing and getting the opportunities that he deserved because he, he's sort of the classic example of one loss, and it sort of became really difficult for him. And um, yeah, I'd like to see him get those opportunities. Obviously, work with Joe a lot. He's let me down this for July first with Mark Heffron and Clark Smith. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it would make sense. This was actually the first gym I ever worked with. Ensley Bingham was here, very famous gym in Manchester, Champs Camp, and Sam Hyde was here with Ensley and all the history with Maurice Corr and Phil Martin. This is a special place to be. I'm glad that Joe Gallagher is in here because hopefully we can make it what it used to be. There was like four British champions in here at one point um, and anyone associated with Manchester boxing know how, how important this place is to it. And so to have Joe move here, I think we could hopefully build build something very special. Yeah, speaking to Joe, I've been here about four or five times since his move. You can tell his passion seems to have gone even higher just because of the gym and it's where he used to come. Um, let's move on. Fraser Clark, got some rounds under his belt. Marius Wack, I know I think we caught up with after, but just to reiterate, pleased that he got some rounds in. We know he's had a bit of unfortunate, you know, unfortunate things happen in some of the fights and you know, dropouts and stuff, but he got he got some rounds in here as a durable opponent. Yeah, I, look, I was delighted. I obviously took a lot of flack for that whole thing and um, it was difficult for me because I, I didn't ever put him through, forward for a purse, but I always believed he's only had six fights and he needs some learning fights and I think I was proven right really on Friday night and he'll even admit he's got a lot to learn at the top level of heavyweight boxing and the professional ranks. You can't just switch it on from amateurs to professionals. No one's ever really done that. Uh, it's hard to find an example where they've just gone, right, we've had a great amateur career, we're going right to the top straight away. There's a lot to learn, there's a lot of rounds, there's stamina, there's consistency, there's concentration, there's dealing with operators like Marius Wack that know the way around a ring and and, and and that's what you needed. So to take Marius in his seventh fight, I still think is amazing development I think Marius even if you look at yes he's getting old but even looking the past, past few years when he's fought certain guys whether that's Huey Fiore or Martin Bacoli or um, Dillian White where they're at to, where they're up to in, in their career in comparison to where Fraser Clark is I think yeah great development fight I spoke to Fabio the other day He, I asked if he gets through Marius Wack is it still a possibility He's very keen on not having his time waste to quote him, which I'm sure we obviously we've been through that saga now once already. You made comment about an offer being made, so presumably now you believe Fraser's ready, ready to go. You mentioned before about a pay, career high payday, but there's an offer in place. Have we heard anything back from it? And what's the sort of state of play? Listen, I I don't want to look like oh pulled from a purse bit, but we still want the fight. The point was Fraser for me, and I, and again, I was given so much flat for saying it, but all I can be is honest, felt like he needed more experience before he jumps in. Don't want him learning, even if he beats Fabio Wardley. You don't want him having those fights, those Marius Wax, those 10 rounds, those 12 rounds, when he's in at British, European, and then world title level. He needs to learn first, and yes, we'd like that Fabio Wardley fight. I'm very confident with that Fabio Wardley fight. There is a big offer on the table for a fight this year. Um but ultimately, I'm not saying Fabio has to do this or has to do that. He's the British champion. It's up to him. It just wasn't the right time for us. But that offer's now on the table and could be potentially next for Fraser if 
they go, look, that's a good offer, we take it. I think so, yeah. I think um, his trainer as well, that's very important. That has to feel comfortable. I don't think he even knew about about the whole Perspid situation. He, he has to feel comfortable and make sure that he feels Fraser has had enough rounds in the bank to be able to draw on. And uh, I think he'll be, he'll be confident now. But yeah, there is an offer on the table. And we've not heard anything back from it yet. I take it it's been in... I would assume after the last fight or maybe a day or two before I've been in about a week we've not heard out Frank Smith not been on the blower to talk about it or out no not heard anything um, but again it's their prerogative it's, it is a big a massive offer much more than I could have ever imagined to be paying for, for that fight but it is what it is. But you want it, don't you? If you're making that bid, you you want that fight. That's a clear intent if you know you're paying a lot of money. Yeah, of course we do. But at the same time, again, after after what happened, it's not like he has to take the fight. He has got a huge offer on the table if he wants the fight. Um, but yeah, it's up to Fabio what he does next. Lawrence O'Cola obviously suffered a defeat to Chris Billum-Smith. Chris was excellent on the night. Lawrence has long talked about eventually moving to heavyweight. Um, he also said we run that back. So, where are we at with that? Is he still sort of weighing up his options in terms of what's on the table? Are we going to run it back? What happens? Look, I want to catch up with him this week. Um, the way he dealt with the with the loss, I think, is is really commendable. And uh, it was horrible sort of thing to happen for him in terms of big shoulders are needed when there's that much criticism um, about, around your performance and uh, but he, there were probably three fights in a row that he wasn't happy with I would say Sislak, David Light Chris Billingsmith and so that means he'll want to go back and work out hang on, I don't want to go down this route, I don't want to be performing below I, the way I should be he's a very talented fighter he's, an, he, he's, done, he's done extremely well in his a very short career relatively and He'll want to make sure that he takes the time to to go back to the drawing board and come back when he comes back. He's he's in a completely different headspace and um, but I'm looking forward to catching up with him this this week and uh, he's still got a lot to give and he's an extremely talented fighter and and I think he'll just want to make sure whatever decision he makes now, he knows it's the right one. Joshua Boatze, Dan Aziz, you know, things coming out about that. Anything that you can confirm concrete that that fight is absolutely happening next? Nothing concrete. Um, look, Dan's... Uh, great fight. Yeah, great fight. Look, Dan, Dan's done extremely well. To think where he was to now being in this conversation with the Boatzes and the Yards shows how popular he is. People love to watch him fight, what he gives to the fans, his honesty... He's a pleasure to work with. He never turns down a fight. He's a proper old-school fighter. He's been through every single level, and now he's knocking on the door at world level. Um, it's an incredible journey. It really is. And I think Buatsi as well needs a fight that that gets him interested and needs a fight that gets the fans interested. And I think it's one of those fights where people are divided as to what would happen, and that's when you know it's a big fight. Is it close? Look, they're both there. It's not far off. It's not far off. Um, but let's just see. Um, maybe in the next week we'll have news. Fingers crossed. Ben Shalom, thanks for talking to Boxing Social. We'll catch up again on Fight Week. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.